Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. In today's episode, we're talking about the journey of spiritual goodness and faithfulness. Yep. And so this is our next stop in the um, Fruit of the Spirit series. So we're really excited to dive into these two things for you guys today. So the very first thing I want to do is bring up our verse for this series. And that is, (laughs) my watch is talking to us right now. There we go. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Right. And look, this is our, what, we've we've been doing this for quite a a bit for the last few weeks, right? I think this is like the fifth part of the series. Right. We're we're just breaking everything down in this scripture. You know, in the in the previous our previous weeks, we've gone, we've already covered love, we've covered joy, peace, patience, and kindness. Uh, if you guys have missed that, if you guys uh, are just joining us, go back and 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 listen to those those previous podcasts. I, I think they would um, they're they're just amazing revelation. Yeah, we there. spent a whole week on love, peace, and joy. I think that those are probably the biggest foundational pieces right. for the fruit of the spirit. And I think that's, I mean, we decided to spend a lot, a lot of extra time. There's a lot of good things in there. The Lord had to say, um, but I really think, yeah, I agree. You should yeah, go check it but out. I, I'm looking forward to today. Um, everything that we have to cover today uh, is just, just as powerful and everything else. But um, yeah, be sure to check those out if you haven't. Absolutely. So the very first thing that we should talk about is understanding um, goodness. I think that what is goodness, right? What is what is that? People are like, I'm good. I'm a good person, mm-hmm. right? This is mm-hmm. something that um, I think people don't really dive into exactly in the fruit of the spirit. They think of joy. They think of peace and love and, of course, kindness. But goodness, what's goodness? What makes a good person? Well, it's a reflection of God's perfect nature in us. It's really just a reflection of God. <laughs> it's yeah. an active expression of love, desire to do what's right. Uh, being good is not about earning salvation. That is not what we're talking about today. This is not about being good enough to get into heaven. That is not how it works. Uh, you are, uh, uh, let's just side note, sidebar, salvation is not about works. It's not about you getting yourself in. It's about God's gift of love and grace. It's, uh, it's about that response right. to the salvation. But goodness, right? yeah, is a response. And that's the thing I want to make sure we um, drive home today. If you get nothing else from today, that this is all about our response to what he has done, not us being good to gain something. That is exactly what we're talking about. And so let's bring up um, Ephesians 5, 8, and 9. For once you were full of darkness, but now you have light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. So again, that is exactly what we're talking about. It's a response to his light. It's his light shown through us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, something that I think that's something we forget, even when we're trying to be good, even in the moments where we're walking around in our lives and we're trying to be good people and we try to do nice things for people and um, just do the right thing, even when no one's looking. I think we forget that it's not really about us. Why are we doing the right thing? Because we want to gain something or is it because we're trying to be the light? Right. So I'll, I want to read something to you. I want to read a scenario to you that we thought was great. Um and just kind of reflect on this. So imagine you are working in a team on a crucial crucial project at your workplace. One of your colleagues, Bob, is poor new- Bob. Poor, he always gets poor Bob. Bob always gets yeah the raw deal. One of your, one of your colleagues, Bob, is new to the team and struggling to keep up with the pace. Other team members are becoming impatient with him, expressing their frustrations openly and suggesting that he might be a liability. In this situation, goodness compels you to act differently. Instead of joining in the criticism, you make an effort to understand Bob's perspective. You take the time to have a conversation with him and discover that he's dealing with some personal issues at home that are affecting his performance. Moreover, he was never adequately trained in some of the tasks that he's been assigned. 
Understanding goodness in this scenario might involve you stepping into mentor Bob, helping him improve his skills and providing the support that he needs. You could also address the team promoting empathy and patience. Here, goodness goes beyond just being nice. It involves active engagement, personal sacrifice, and patience. This act of goodness does not only affect Bob, but can create a ripple effect in the entire team, and it fosters an environment of support, understanding, and positivity that uplifts everyone's spirit. You're not just doing good to Bob. You are fostering goodness in your workplace. Right. Something I noticed, by the way, in this scenario, we just thought that was this was so good, we had to share it is that notice um, as we move through these weeks of fruits of the spirit, that every time we move to the next fruit of the spirit, it's almost piggybacking on the last one. That's right. And notice how God puts that in order on purpose. I don't think that anything, we don't believe anything is, is um, a coincidence or a mistake or a happenstance in the Bible. These were put in this order on purpose. They are in order of, of importance and order of, I think, probably implementation because goodness, it says here, building on one another, building on one another. Exactly. Like building blocks. Um, in, in this sentence, you could also address the team promoting empathy and patience, right? Goodness goes beyond being nice. Last week we talked about kindness and patience. And so goodness would then come from that. Because of kindness and patience, then you get goodness. Goodness starts to lean into taking action, active engagement. If you'll notice here that the goodness was more about the action that was taken and and which came from the attitude, but less about um, the kindness, right. more about the being. You know, right? you, you know, um, just going over this scenario a little bit, you know, I, I know for myself and maybe, maybe you too, if you've been on the, the job for a while. And I, I've been on both ends of, of this, right? Mm -hmm. So you've been on the job for a while. You're used to the job and you know what, what's required um, from A to B or A to Z, I should say. Uh, and you kind of forget how it was to be the new guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> you forget that you kind of had to learn it as you go. Maybe, um, maybe the organization didn't really have a mentoring program or, or good training practices. Mm -hmm. Or uh, I remember one case, um, you know, they had a total, uh, change to their onboarding, you know, and, yeah. and the trainer that was previously there is no longer there. You have a new person. And, um, so you have a whole new perspective of, onboarding and training. And so you're assuming, well, this guy, you know, he's gotten all the training. He shouldn't know what's going on. Then you add to it, it may be some personal issues. He's new. And, um, we, we forget, we should have a little empathy uh, for these new people coming on board. Yeah. And, and then that could not just be in our workplace. That could be in all kinds of things, all kinds of different aspects to our life, you know, how many times do we go to, you know, to a, whether it's a grocery store or, you know, maybe uh, some entertainment like the movie theater or something like that? We go to to a place of business and it's it's kind of obvious the person is mm -hmm. new. Right. Right. Okay. And let me ask you something. Do, are, do we have a little grace with that person or or do we like hold that person to high expectations? You know, don't they train you around here? Yeah, yeah. Like you it's know? their fault. <laughs> like it's their fault that they're new. We all have been new on the job. Mm. We've all been in the positions where maybe we are just not having a good day. And, you know, we're absent minded and and we're not performing at our best. Mm. Okay. Now there, there's something to those individuals because there are those individuals that no matter how much you've trained and no matter what, they just have a tendency to kind of slack off or whatever. But that's a separate issue. That's something that I believe scripture also addresses yep. that, that we need to hold people accountable. But that's not what really what we're talking about here. We're talking about really giving people the chance to redeem themselves, yep. a kind of understanding where they're coming from and giving people the benefit of the doubt, right, and helping them along. Not just say, oh, okay, you're having a bad day. Sorry about that. And moving on. No, taking the extra step. Okay, well, then how can I help you? 
how can I help you through this process? You just went and you jumped right into it. I was just going to say, notice how much you just had to address kindness and patience, which was from last week. But it, you can't get into goodness without addressing it because that's where goodness comes from. Goodness comes from the fruit of the spirit that we've already received from God, right? We've loved, we've received love, peace, joy, patience, kindness. We've received all those things from God and therefore he works those things through us and out of us mm -hmm. into the world and to others, right? That's where goodness comes in after those things. Goodness comes because we think those things, because we have reconciled that, you know, okay, this person is new. Okay, now, but then the, the goodness comes. Now, what am I going to do about that? Right. The goodness comes where patience and kindness are kind of internal. It's almost kind of like, okay, it's going to start coming out of me now. Love, peace, joy, patience, and kindness. Those are kind of so much more internal. And they begin all the way internal from the core. Love is the core, right? Love is the, is the foundational core. It's God, literally. Love, God is love. So this starts there and it works its way out. The beauty of this, I've never seen the fruit of the spirit this way until we dove into this series, that is, if you follow these, these uh, podcasts all the way through the series, you're going to see that it works its way all the way out of, out of us, through us, right? And out into the world and it manifests outside of us at the end. And then at the end, ultimately we are not responsible for the outcome, but we all responsible for walking out the fruit of the spirit because that was what, that's what we're supposed to be doing. It's almost a, a roadmap to being the light is what the fruit of the spirit exactly is. Exactly right. And exactly so goodness, right. I say almost, but I mean, yeah, obviously it is. But I'm thinking this through as I'm talking it out going, okay, I see what this is. So when you're talking about faith, or excuse me, when you're talking about um, uh, kindness and patience, so those begin to start to manifest on the outside and then they become goodness. So that's what we're really saying. So you have to put these things together. So when I do realize what's really going on in front of me, Let's say my kids are doing something and I give them the benefit of the doubt and I say, what's going on? You know, why are you acting like this? Oh, well, somebody said something to me and I was just having a bad day and I didn't feel like, you know, I care about anything because why should I? Because this person said something and I feel like this. I had no idea any of that was going on. Mm -hmm. I'm over there like they're rebelling and disrespecting me, you know, like somehow. but meanwhile, they're having a terrible day based on something I didn't even know anything about. So when I find that out, my response to their out, uh, their um, like acting out, right, or perceived uh, disrespect is more love and hugs and understanding and saying, I'm here for you. I had no idea. And then coaching them to come to you with those things so that they can get the love and the nurturing that they need, right, and not feel like they're combating you instead. Those are the those are the things that we could be doing. The goodness is not only in the response, but the goodness is also in the coaching. You can be coaching whether it's it's not a leadership position. It's literally I could be coaching my husband on how I need to receive love. He could be coaching me on how he needs to receive love. You know what I mean? Coaching just meaning educating and informing for better interactions later. That's goodness because now the goodness is 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 multiplying so that you both get interact in goodness later without the obstacles. And so speaking of obstacles, yeah, yeah exactly. let's jump into overcoming, right? Hindrances the, of goodness. So those things that stand in our way, right? Mm -hmm. We're all faced with different types of challenges that get yep. in our way of, of that goodness of, of really f being, um, <laughs> being a good person. I mean, yep. we, we, I, I believe naturally we, we all want to be because mm -hmm. we want to be, to be seen as a good person, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but a lot of times other junk get, gets in the way, the worldly things like mm -hmm. greed or selfishness, you know, societal pressures, but, or even the, what you were talking about, what we were talking about earlier mm -hmm. is the misconception, okay? Mm -hmm. False goodness, right? So that goodness is more yeah. of a tool, mm -hmm. all right? Rather than- It's more manipulative. Right, rather than a reflection Right. You know, that like you were talking about, uh, you know, a lot of times people, they, they try too hard, right? They, they're, they're, um, they're put up a front, for example, they try to have that perception of being good. And so they get some sort of a, of, again, selfish reward. It's a reflection of really being, uh, 
It's a reflection of selfishness. It's a reflection of flesh. It's a reflection of this world rather than a reflection of God. Right. True goodness. Right. Well, and you should be able to see God in someone when they're doing it and not see them. I don't know if you've ever met somebody who is constantly doing good things for people, but also constantly talking about it. And also most of the time, if you watch closely, you can see that they're trying to they're doing it to get something. It's not well motivated and you can see the difference. I mean, they don't realize that people can see the difference, but they can. It's really obvious because there's no comparison or substitute for God. Light is light. And if it's not light, it's dark. And so it's so obvious, like when you're really looking for those things, you can see where people are operating in light and they're actually doing it as a reflection of what God's given them and that God's working through them. And that's what you're seeing on the outside when this comes out of them is God. And then you, or the opposite, right? Right. So what do you think those, those things that we we're talking about, like the greed, the selfishness, the, the pressures and all, all that stuff, where do you think that is really born out of? Where do we um, see that? Well, I think sometimes, um, we can kind of be in a gray area. I mean, greed often stems from a uh, fear of lack or a scarcity mindset. Um, maybe you're not really greedy, but you get kind of pushed into a corner and you can start operating from a place that's not light. Um, and it, it really can turn into greed because and it feels that way, even though you're not necessarily materialistic, but now you're, you know, I don't know if you've ever been there before. Well, I know we have, <laughs> mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. if you've ever been there before where you kind of start moving into that corner where you're like, wow, I feel like I'm being greedy right now, even though that's not what you're trying to be. Um, but you are really, you're leaning more into fear than greed. And that's where greed comes from. Right. So I, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, there's been many times that, you know, we've, we've found ourselves, you, you know, uh, that reminds me of when we have that discussion about uh, the love of money, mm -hmm. for example. Yeah. Okay. People often uh, misunderstand the love of money. The love of money isn't just uh, about having an abundance and loving and you're, you're, you know, you're sitting on the pile of, of, gold right you're you're sitting on the pile of cash and and um and that is what your love is yeah it could be that but mm -hmm. it's oftentimes scarcity it's that yeah. lack it's, of having yeah. and you're so focused on that mm -hmm. right it's so, your it's your driving right force for your decisions in it could be the love of money could just simply be that you're putting your faith in, in the thing instead of in God. Um, I think we've all fallen into that without even knowing it. If you've ever had lack or scarcity of any kind yeah. and we all have, I mean, pretty much I, the majority of people have had this and you fall into that place where you all of a sudden are operating out of fear because you're fight or flight yeah, survival and, mode. And, and I think, um, the world really preaches this. This is the tenets of the world, right? Where you're, where you see a lot of people talking about hustling and grinding, right? And, uh, I, I, in, in some aspects, I, I understand the philosophy of it, but if you get into it and you really, uh, live out that hustle and grind mindset, you're living out of scarcity. You're you're operating on that scarcity mindset. Yeah, and you're also and some people feel that that's what they need in order to achieve. Yeah, they're and that's not, I don't believe that's to be true. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry, I was totally interrupting you. I apologize. But um, the no, you're what you're talking about is workaholism. The god, yeah. the god of workaholism, and when you're in greed and workaholism and scarcity, can you really be operating out of the goodness that God like as a reflection? Right, you can't kind of really do both at the same time fully. Is that showing the glory of God? Is that right. what God, how God wants you to operate in? Right. Is that healthy? Right? Is does God want you to continue to live in this hustle and grind mindset, mm -hmm. so to speak? Does He want you to be living from a frame of mind of scarcity and lack, and 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 then you're so focused on that? All your decisions then mm -hmm. and actions 
are based off of that rather rather than truth than, rather than the truth rather than yeah. allowing the holy spirit to minister to you rather than knowing that god is with you mm -hmm. knowing that god knowing that god is your provider right right exactly not just the provider of finances but the provider of goodness yes this is of all the things right let me bring up this verse really quick um Matthew 5, 16 says, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Uh, let's just point out that it does not say so that everyone will praise you. It says mm -hmm. that he, they will praise your heavenly father. So I want just to camp on this for just a second. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. So you're doing the thing, right? You're out there being the good person you want to be. And you are the person who's always showing up for people. You are, you know, speaking light into people's lives. You're, you know, helping people, whatever. And then it says, so that everyone will praise your heavenly father. Why would anyone praise our heavenly father for our goodness? If they, they don't, they would have to know, you see, why would people do that in order to praise our heavenly father? They would have to know that it is him, that there would be no response like that, unless we were doing it in a way that would indicate that it was God in us. Right. I mean, and it says, so that everyone will pray. So in the same way, it starts out. So this is the thing is that you have to remember, it's not just about being good. It's about being good in the same way that People are going to see that it's God. It's very specific in the wording there. And there's a lot of things that can get in the way besides greed. We talked about greed. What about societal pressures? What about the way our world is right now? And what about the enemy's attack? Right now, the enemy is attacking things so that the truth isn't even the truth anymore. It's not that he's just going, you know, it used to be that, that he would just kind of do the basic, you know, attack one-on-one -on -one where he'd say, well, I'm just going to deceive you that, you know, this over here is good and that over there is not good. And we're going to kind of switch it up and I'm going to, I'm going to create all kinds of trauma and I'm going to create all kinds of obstacles and, you know, uh, lies to, for you to not look over here and look over there, all the things that he does, but he's added another level now in, in the world. This level that he's added is what is even true. So when right. you're trying to, and let me explain this, because I know I kind of just, that sounds a little vague. What I mean is, is that the enemy's always operated in one way and he still operates that way. But the new thing because that, that the enemy is doing right now is he's changing things so much. So we don't even know what's good anymore. Like what is, mm. what is good to that person I'm trying to help? Right. Would they perceive it as offensive? Would they perceive it as not their identity or how they identify? Would they perceive it as something that somebody told them wasn't true? And then good isn't even good anymore. So now I'm like, well, well, I thought I was doing a good thing. And I thought I perceived you as this. So, and it's all so mixed up that we can't even see what's supposed to be good. Or maybe we do good in God's eyes, but nobody perceives it that way because the world says that isn't good. So I guess I'm, I'm being good and I'm being the light, but you can barely see it now because the world is, defining everything differently. See, so societal pressures can make it so that we don't even have a good definition of this. We have to pay attention to what God says is good. Be that, do that all the time. Don't concede, but make sure you're doing all these things out of love and truly what love really is right. from God. Does right. that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it really kind of rolls into the, the what we really kind of, oh, we, we kind of brush past is this misconception. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's what you're kind of, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're kind of saying here is in today's world, it's, it, it's not clear. <laughs> so, so what people have defaulted to is, well, I'm a good person. I, you know, and I, whether, you know, whether you're a person that believes in God or believes in salvation, there are many of those that believe, well, uh, yeah, I know God. I'm a good person. That's good enough. You know? Yeah. And, and so they, they've decided that they're doing good enough for salvation. They're doing good enough for eternity. They've decided that nothing else. And the, the thing is God knows this, this simple world. He knows our human nature. He knows how we can be, deceived. He knows all the obstacles that are 
in front of us and the traps that are laid before us. Mm -hmm. That's why we, we're, we're given his word. That's why we have these scriptures to understand and to study. And clearly what goodness looks like, right? What, what does that really look like? Not what the world says. What does God say? Right. Um, that, that would then lead to salvation that would lead into a, a better mindset. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when it comes to your walk with him, mm -hmm. okay, that this, this misconception out there about goodness in itself, about being this performance based mindset is is a trap well and and that's even being challenged so so look, to step a little bit further into what you were talking about okay. what the world would say it's kind of also where i was going um the world says now a good person is a person who accepts everyone and says everything they do is fine it doesn't really matter what comes after that sentence it, right it, fill in the blank with anything you want so that's, it's a moving target. That's it's a moving target, and that's where we're headed. And a lot of people would disagree, um, but I mean, it's 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 moving towards. It doesn't really matter what you have. I mean, th that person who is a murderer um, chooses to be a murderer. That's how they identify, right. and whatever they do is fine right. because I accept and, and have and I have I, I practice tolerance, and I accept all people and however they identify. The thing is, is a lot of people would say what we're doing right now was impossible. Uh, years ago, people would have said, that's never going to happen. It is happening now. And so it's only going to continue. Yeah, just, just I mean, <laughs> just a few short years ago, what we're saying today would be, oh, you're exaggerating your point or, or what have and, you. And we and live in not, exaggerated times. I, yeah. But exactly. then you talk to, okay, so let's go on the other side of it. You talk to Christians and you say, uh, or I'm sorry, excuse me. You talk to the world and they say, well, you have to accept, you have to accept everyone. And then Christians say, well, I don't have to accept everyone because by the Bible says, blah, 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 blah. We have to start remembering what the Bible, first of all, actually says. <laughs> let's start with love. Let's, let's start with love. The world wants to say acceptance and tolerance and um validation justification is love that is not true okay those are what they are those are the definition of those words that they are not love i love everyone not only am i called to love everyone i'm commanded to love everyone it is part of what god has called us to be as christians but i have sin in my past that i hate i've done things I could easily judge someone else for when I was in a rebellious season of my life as a Christian, by the way, losing my way, right? Really big things. Okay. And I hate those things that I did and I can hate those things if someone else is doing them, but it has nothing to do with hating myself or condemning myself. Jesus doesn't condemn me. He forgives me just like he forgives that person. And I can love that person, but it does not mean that I agree with it. I don't agree with what I did. Right? Doesn't mean I hate myself or I'm a bigot to myself. It doesn't mean that I don't accept myself. It doesn't mean any of those things. And the definitions are what's getting skewed. We need to love our neighbor. We need to love God, right? Love is the key, but then love is getting redefined. So we need to keep a track of exactly what the definitions are, really, okay? And stop conceding to what the world says is good because the world is conceding to what the enemy says is good so that we can be pulled further and further away from Christ. He's trying to win those souls. Right. Pretty and, soon, pretty soon, the truth gets blurred so much. You start believing the concept there of there is no truth. And that means within what? There is no God. Right. That's what that's what the enemy's whole goal is, is try to get us to, to believe that. And the and it's working this, for a lot of a lot of people. Right. Remember, folks, this is the same, the same tactic from the beginning. This is the same tactic from the fall. Mm -hmm. Did God really say that? When he spoke to Eve, did he really say not to eat that fruit? Nah, yeah, and the enemy looked right at her and said, he just wants you not to have the truth. Right. The enemy wants you to think that he's the one revealing the truth to you. And, and, and that God is a liar. And think about where this is coming from. I want you to think about something for a second. 
if you had a relative, let's say it's your favorite relative, like it's your grandfather and he is like Papa, right? This guy is like everybody's favorite. He is like amazing. He takes care of everybody. He is like the patriarch of the family. He's got the biggest heart you've ever met. You, I mean, the man would sell his right arm to save somebody in the family. The dude just is like a saint. And there's somebody in the family that is just, you know, he's, you know, maybe it's like your uncle Bob. We're going to pick on Bob again. <laughs> it's your uncle Bob. And he's like, yeah, you know, um, Papa's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And but in did his, you know? and in his heart, he wants to be that guy. He knows he can't be Papa. He's uncle Bob, but he wants to be Papa. So he's going to spend his life ripping on Papa and telling everybody that there are these lies about him and kind of sowing all these lies, right? This guy wants to come to you eventually. And, and oh, then he gets kicked out of the family. So then he gets kicked out of the family. And everybody's like, I know what Uncle Bob's all about. Uncle Bob wanted to take on Papa. And we all know who Papa is. He's like the, the, the man. And so Uncle Bob doesn't know who he's dealing with. And so Uncle Bob goes over there and he's out of the family, right? And it's, it, at some point he starts coming back around and talking to everybody individually secretly. And he's like, Hey, did you know Papa Disney, Papa that? And by the way, um, I have done this and I have done that. And he's trying to act like Papa in separate. He's trying to pick off people one at a time. Would anybody in that family really listen to that dude? Would, would they knowing right. where this is coming from? My whole point is knowing us coming from uncle Bob, the guy who could never be Papa. He could never take the dude on. He, he got kicked out of the family already for trying to be Papa. Everybody saw it happen. We all know about it. You've already lost. You are never going to be that guy. And you're never going to be our, our family member the same way. You're never going to be that guy. So quit coming around and telling me lies, but we listen to the enemy, like he's Uncle Bob sneaking around trying to tell lies on somebody we already know. One is he's our father. He's the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like, why would we ever listen to anybody saying something so stupid? You know, when you think it, about it like that, you know, is. Is Bob's story really. About Bruno, and that's why we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. <laughs> right? Is that the, is that the secret Bruno. truth? No, and no, and no. Disney just kind of kind of watered it down a little bit. <laughs> Bruno's a a cheat and a liar. Well, is that it, the truth? It, it that's why we don't talk about it. It can't him. be because he comes back around redeemed in the end. And we all know that Satan never gets redeemed. <laughs> 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 but so <laughs> I love is you. That Oh, never mind. But anyway, <laughs> bump, bada, bump, bump. So, my whole point. <laughs> <laughs> I threw you all. My whole, but no, no, no. You're just so funny. Everything comes back to analogies with us. But the whole, my, I just wanted to paint a ridiculous scenario, you guys, because here's the thing: is that, yeah, in that scenario, it sounds ridiculous. You would never do that. Everybody would be like, what, especially your family, <laughs> Latino families and Italian families would be like, Hey, get out of here. Like, like I want to use that accent with the enemy. I'm like, get out of here. Nobody's talking to you, stupid. <laughs> you know, like, that's what I want to do yeah. because that's how the family would be. Everyone would have each other's back and be like, did you hear who come around? Uncle Bob came back and tried to tell me this Psh, idiot. You know, <laughs> we don't talk about uncle Bob. So. <laughs> my whole point, <laughs> my whole point is, is that he's coming around, he's telling lies and he's trying to just like make everything in the world look like it's something God would do. But when you look at it, it's absurd. It's absurd. He's saying that saying something, anything, a murderer is fine because this guy says, I, I identify as a murderer and that my child might identify as a, I identify a, as an innocent person. Yeah. The oh. mass murderer. Or, or people, right. A mass murderer. I identify as innocent. So um, can that get me out of my crimes? Like that, that's really the stuff that's going to start happening. But ki guys, kids are using litter boxes at schools. Right. Okay. All right. It's, this is stuff that no, it's insanity. This absolutely. is basically the world saying that mental illness is normal. And, it, and then on the top of that, ignoring mental illness issues, right? And can, and just twisting everything. This is how much the enemy and, and is the in fact that And the fact that normal normal people and people that aren't mentally ill. Or healthy all right, people. Healthy people. When they question that. You're the, not good now. Right. That's where the not good. That's not a good person who's questioning this. As, you know, and by the way, you know what would be good is to help those people. 
in their mental health issues. That's actually what goodness would be. But the world is so far gone with this that they would be like, how dare you question if that person is healthy and how dare you question them at all? And so when we're trying to walk around and and be in the in the, the fruit of the spirit that is goodness, see how hard this is to navigate and how much we have to really pay attention and teach our kids to do the same and help them understand this craziness. <laughs> so. Yeah. So this is why when we get get further and further into the fruit of the spirit, while the big conversations seem like they're up front with love, peace and joy, because there's so much depth, there's actually a lot more complication and, and hard work when it comes to you getting to the more impl um, implementation or execution level ones where you get into goodness and you get into faithfulness, get into these things where you're having to execute now. You're having to go out in the world and be these things. Absolutely. Oh man. Right. Like, like get your big girl undies on now. Let's go do this. Not me. Not you. That would be weird. That would be weird. Okay. So let's move on to let's move on. faithfulness. Okay. So look, I don't want to talk about that anymore. Faithful. <laughs> we're going to move on to understanding faithfulness, you guys. Okay. So that was goodness. Now we're gonna move on to faithfulness. Okay. And if you can imagine, as you can imagine, faithfulness is something that um, <laughs> comes with Patience also. <laughs> Don't we love how much patience is involved, everyone? Patience is my favorite, said no one. Okay, Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart. Then you will find favor with both God and people, and you will earn a good reputation. So I'm going to tie them around my neck as a reminder. Loyalty and kindness. Mm -hmm. I, You know, I, I saw this thing the other day about... um. No, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. It was in our Bible study this morning. The guy that named his arms, trust and obey or his legs. It was some part of his arm. It was like, you know how na people name their arms where they like flex, <laughs> you know, I feel like I want to name these, you know, like this is patience and kindness. <laughs> you know, I walk around like that would be great <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> My tattoo that says patience. <laughs> <laughs> On my bicep. <laughs> on the knuckles of your fist. On my knuckles. <laughs> that's right. Let me bring up. <laughs> oh, I brought up the verse. Okay, that's what we were just talking about. Okay, sorry. We're a little all over the place today, guys. We're having too much fun, so try to follow along. All right, so faithfulness is staying true to our commitments and promises. That's basically what it is. Um, just as God remains true to, to his promises, he's just asking us, again, to show how he acts, okay, yes. and have him act that way through us. So it's the light, showing the light through us. It involves loyalty, dependability, trustworthiness, right? right. These are all things we want to be. Right, and, right. And we want to be these kinds of friends. We want to be this kind of spouse. Yeah, so say, for example, you, you know, you committed to a friend on, on a project, right? Mm -hmm. But as you're in, you're getting into the project, you know, uh, uh, someone else comes to you with a really lucrative opportunity. Right. But what that means is that you, it would take away from what you've committed to with the, your friend. Right. Okay. So faithfulness urges us to honor our original commitments and display the re reliability of, God in our actions. So, mm -hmm. so we need to, part of being faithful is being, being responsible and accountable to our commitments. Right. And you know, the thing is, is we've all been there where we feel like we're going through a season where so much is going on. I mean, we've definitely been in that. We've been in that season right now, actually. Um, I, I will say right now, just to be transparent, sometimes you get caught in a season where, I mean, our, we're going through some medical things and there's all kinds of just, um, we're moving soon across town. So, you know, anytime you're moving, it's like, man, it's so, just a lot. And you want to commit to things. You want to do things that are good. You want to be faithful in those. And life will kind of throw you, a, you know, hard left. <laughs> and you're like, well, I can't go to that now. I have to try to decide between two things. What is it? Is it going to be the thing that helps my family where I take care of things? Or is it going to be the thing where I show up for my commitment? It's like both things are the right thing. You know, mm -hmm. so those are things you have to pray about. So again, I wanted to bring that up. It sounds a little off to the left, but I wanted to bring it up because a lot of times I don't want you, you know, kicking yourself when you're in this, these moments where you're trying to do the right thing, but you have an impossible choice to make. Mm -hmm. Pray about it. God knows your heart. He knows that's what you wanted. 
you know, I, I feel equally as bad. I feel, oh man, I look like a flake. I don't want people to think this is who I am, you know? And, and it, when it happens, you know, three, four times in a row and there's really nothing, there's literally nothing you can do about it. You have to pray about these things. Remember, the fruit of the spirit isn't about what everybody thinks about you. The fruit of the spirit is the light that you're being and what God sees in the light that you're being. Okay, it is between you and God ultimately. If you're doing, you're doing your best in these things, we never want you to feel like when we're telling you these things that this is like a test. Like, well, if you uh, canceled plans once, I'll, to all introverts out there, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I cancel plans all the time. What? <laughs> right? We know all about it, introverts. So, <laughs> but <laughs> we love you. Uh, but it's just one of those things where, you you, you know, it, it's okay. Like, we have to be, that's where that grace comes in, right? That's where that goodness comes back in. And we say, well, it's okay. I don't think you're being unfaithful. I just think that it's life and we need to be honest with each other. But I just wanted to say that because I think we get sometimes in the weeds about, well, you need to do this and we need to do that. And as Christians, we should always be shooting for this level of standard. Yeah, but God knows our hearts. I mean, I'm pretty sure David in the Bible wasn't shooting for the standard of adultery. Yes. I don't think he was shooting for that, right? Or murder. Right. <laughs> but, you know, he was um, redeemed and he repented and God knew his true heart. God knows our hearts better than we do. You know, God knows that, you know, how deep it goes, how off we might actually be from the track. And that's why he treats everybody um, with so much grace. So. Um, right. But we're but the thing is, is we're going to be tested. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to be tested. Yeah, exactly. And, and we need to understand that there's going to be times that we're tested in this area of faithfulness absolutely and, and we can't take you know we can't take sometimes we take um you know those short-term gratifications over our long-term commitments over our faithfulness because mm -hmm. after all it's hard you know after all it's you know um man sure sounds good sure looks good it sure would help. Yeah. You know, in a, it would answer a lot of questions for me or, or mm -hmm. it would relieve me of a lot of things I'm going through. Yeah. We, like you said, we have to pray about those things, but look, God's word addresses that in James one, three through four. It says, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. You know, what? Well, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I, I want to make sure I'm clear. Uh, I do believe we should always err on the side of doing the hard things and not just giving in to instant gratification. Uh, um, so understand, I, understanding that, look, we're tested and we're often our, our faith is tested like we're, I was saying this last week where the, the, we need to look at that as opportunity for growth. Mm -hmm. Not that God is, doesn't love us. God isn't listening to us. Mm -hmm. God has abandoned us. That's, that's all untrue. Right. He, there are many times that these things, he allows us to be tempted, to be tempted in order for us to grow and to endure. Mm -hmm. Okay. How many times have we just in this, for example, for us personally, in this past year, we've gone through certain things that we now look at, oh, wait a second. God was equipping us in those things. Because he knew what was right around the corner. Right. Yes, exactly. And if I wasn't faithful in the things that I had committed to, or the things that even just things I committed to, to people, not just what I've committed to God, but just the things I committed to people, if I was, you know, faithful to those things, then that's where my endurance came from. So, and like I said, I mean, I'm talking about things that are, you know, you can't get around, you can't control. We can't, we can't feel bad about things we can't control. But what we're talking about here are when we can control it, when we do have the decision, when we have to push through and stick to our guns on, I said I was going to do this, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's not getting results, even if it's not getting the results you thought it would get, even if you don't know if you see God moving in it, it doesn't it, matter. Uh, you, you know, it, <laughs> this is a great example. You know, it, 
think about, let's talk about maybe the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you go, you're, you're in your job and, and you're shown in through your, you know, your, your trainer, Mm -hmm. your mentor, Mm -hmm. they've taken you through all the tasks that need to be done in that particular job. Right. Okay. The, and the company, uh, uh, you know, really, um, how could I say there are real, their reputation stands on their quality of work mm-hmm. and the quality, therefore the quality of their employees and, and, uh, the systems that they have in order to fulfill, uh, that product or build the product or fulfill the service, for example. So you have training in order to do that. And the, the seasoned professionals are hard at work and those systems are in place for a reason, but you're a new guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're following everything step-by-step step as you know, your mentor or trainer showed you how to do. Everybody else seems to be doing that. Okay. Uh, but you know, the way you see it, there's like, of these tasks that that could be cut out. Mm -hmm. Right. And you're like, you know, if I just do this and I remove this and I, I could skip half the steps and I, I could produce 50% more. Yep. Right. More than anybody. Then, then you're like, you know, especially with, with when some of these, uh, tasks are, are, um, incentivized with like bonuses. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, right. and you're like, huh, okay. You start seeing the dollar signs and, and mm-hmm. you come up with these new ideas and mm-hmm. you, you take control and you don't really understand the full scope. Yeah. Or the full impact of what uh, you're doing. Right. And, and so you go ahead and do that. And the outcome, what happens is it, it, it goes into the hands of, other people mm-hmm. and because you skipped half of those processes and procedures it causes problems down the line right and then the product is held up or recalled or recalled yep i mean I, sheesh i see this in everyday manufacturing or um you see some of this in uh, uh, pharmaceutical products um, yep. sometimes in our food products yep. that we we cut back on like food. They cut back on their, you know, some of the sanitary things just to, mm-hmm. just for speed to get the product out or whatever. And they f- forget some steps in regards to pharmaceuticals that could have deadly ramifications. Yeah. And so, and I, I, I I'm going through all this just to say, look, <laughs> there are, there are things in place that God has put in place for you for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if we get so focused on getting there quickly, yep. not having patience, taking shortcuts, understanding that God has put in place certain things mm-hmm. for your good. Right. Right. That we might not even see. I mean, look, one of the things that that person um, skipped in your scenario could easily be something that was a safety standard that they, they added these things in later because of things that had happened in the past or they, yeah, had, it, maybe it was a safety standard that was put in 10 years ago. Right. Or it's exactly. And it's something, or it could be something that was for uh, a person that this product goes to after they it's, it's manufactured or it's assembled and it goes to, um, you know, quality control. And there has to be a certain amount of documentation in place. And that documentation not, is not in place because that step was skipped. Yeah. You know, there's just there's so many things. And by the way, that the recall happens later, t- even though the product might be good, the documentation isn't there to back up the quality. And now it has to be recalled just simply based on that. So these are things that are important that we not, may not even see the ramica- ramifications or the consequences for. But we're over here making decisions, you know, as a as an inexperienced novice, basically, that has not enough information to be making those decisions when God's like, I've already fleshed all this out, like literally. <laughs> you know, that's right. I understand everything that's gonna happen, that could happen, that might happen, that would happen, has happened, it's gonna happen. I know it all. 
And you're over there like, what about this guy? I have bright ideas too. You know, and he's like, I've already, uh, you know, gone through the the years and the decades and the and the centuries of testing on that, bro. Like, I already know how that goes down. I, I think I got it. You know, and we do, we're like, but God, I'm innovative. I'm I love how God speaks to you, bro. Yeah. God speaks to me like, like that. Are you jealous? <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, so you're absolutely right. There are definitely things that get in our way. I think, you know, in the opposite of the fruit of the spirit, impatience, mm -hmm. you know, that that gets in the way impatience. Right. And then we talked about today, greed and all those things. This kind of stuff gets in the way of the fruit of the spirit because we are not what at the end of the day, following the roadmap to being the light. Absolutely. And it's all about having the integrity enough to to trust God. And to do the things that even if we don't understand it, processes and procedures are in place, guys. It's not bondage. It's freedom. If we follow that, we follow the roadmap to being the light, we find freedom. And we right. don't find freedom at the end. We find freedom in the journey all along the way. These are the tools to free us so that we can go out and we can effectively do the work while being blessed by the work that we're doing for the kingdom. And in the meantime, God is giving us in our lives joy, love, peace, kindness, goodness, all from him that we get to personally experience and receive. And so that our wells are full, full up so that we can pour out of them onto those around us. We don't even have to pour out of ourselves. We're pouring straight out of God's well. It's a never ending, never drying up well. These are yeah. things that are, that's the blessing is that we're not even pulling out of ourselves. How am I going to be good? You're not. God is <laughs> like, I have, I mean, you're just not stop trying to be a good person and start reflecting God. Absolutely. Right. You know, I like what you said about it being a journey. Look, it's a journey, right? Not a destination. Mm -hmm. Each step we take is closer to that reflecting right. God's character, reflecting how God has transformed our lives. Right. Right. And I think that if you go back, like we said in the beginning, go back and, and listen through and go through the, the fruits of the spirit one by one and start putting these things together as you've seen that the roadmap leads to ultimately the impact and the great commission that we are to have on the world around us. You can start seeing the fruit of the spirit in such a different way than you've ever heard it before. I think God's really trying to teach us something through this. So I'm so grateful. All right. So that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at Javi and Jessica Madrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.